Previously on This Is How We Roll. You see a great metal golem made of scraps of metallic machinery standing in your way. In one hand, he has a giant horseshoe-shaped magnet, which is now littered with all of your metal, metal weapons. And his other hand has a great electrified fist that teems with electric energy. So you can't really tell what this lever goes to just by looking at it. Um, you can just see that it's some kind of industrial lever um, on this on the wall of this chamber. Up the arm, and I want to be like right on his back, kind of piggyback style, if I can. Uh, all right. So Felosio, you take this wooden bead off of your necklace, and I'm assuming heroically shout and throw it on the ground at the feet of this monster you see a brilliant flash of light just for a moment and all of a sudden there is a bamboo fishing pole laying on the ground where the bead was I'll smack him with a bamboo pole that'll get him so he looks down and in the process sees Flint in front of him and he is going to make a couple of attacks at Flint I am going to cast a shatter spell at the giant metal monster. All right. And then uh, you're going to summon Boris? I sure am. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have a barrel of this cherry liqueur we found. What if I throw it on the cold guys? What do you guys think about that? I think that's a great idea. I might have a way to do something with that. Do it, sir. Do it. The liqueur does, in fact, cause a large fireball to erupt. I'm going to take my rope out of of my backpack and wrap it around his neck and tetherball myself around his whole body. I'm going to use my breath attack. And the monster got a nine, so Boris succeeds, and... Uh, with Branthos spurring him on, he manages to pull the monster until he is leaning against this burning pile of coal, and there is just molten coal and fire raining down onto him. You run behind the carts as you see them coming down the tracks um, while this whole thing with Boris is going down, and you really lean your shoulder into them and give them a little push. Okay, so Flint, you push the carts, and they speed up, and they collide with this pile of coal just sending an absolute wall of burning material down the tunnel. And as they hit this pile, they also connect with the midsection of this beast, and it basically just bursts apart. The large magnetic arm slides along with a burning pile of coal into the grate that had opened behind the monster. Here's the scene after the the battle ends. Um, You have a a continuing flow of burning coal coming out of the chute. You have little pieces of scrap metal uh, that were this monster sort of spread all over the tunnel. Um, You've got some burning coal that's been pushed down the tunnel. And you've got some big pieces of this monster that went through this grate, um, which is still slowly closing. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's the scene. And Boris, um, Boris disappears with a puff and a smell of bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy. (laughs) 
guys, I think we should we should close the 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 coal from coming, and we should try and open the the gate again. Let's do it. All right, go ahead and uh, give me a strength check and see if you can pull the lever that opened the uh, the coal chute. And you could team up on this too if he doesn't do it. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> 13, 13, that's good enough. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you go over and pull the lever that had opened the coal chute, and it stops flowing through. Um, and as you pull that and it closes, uh, the flames kind of die down immediately because there's not a ton of new fuel being thrown onto this fire, and you just kind of have, like, a smoldering pile of hot coals over there now. Uh, okay. Branthos, what and the fuck? You're all hoping... <laughs> you're all very much hoping that the fire didn't climb up into the tunnel above through that chute and where the horses are or like where the entire mine is just on fire now uh you're hoping what's going on with the grate is it currently closing or it's stuck because flint uh (laughs) couldn't crank it right so it is it is actually closed (laughs) it is now closed um and you you walk over give me a give me an investigation check felosio and we'll see what you see when you walk over to the grate 14. So you can see the magnetic arm has fallen to the ground uh, at the bottom of this pit. And the pit is only about 10 feet deep. Um, it's about as wide as uh, a truck. And uh, so it, it was clearly at some point some sort of elevator system or something for these carts. Uh, the platform that raised and lowered them is not there. It just drops straight down about 10 feet. Um, you can't really see it going anywhere from there. Um, and you can see that your weapons are no longer stuck to this magnet because it was being powered by electricity. So it's just sort of a hunk of metal at this point. And they're all sort of laying loose down at the bottom of this hole. Okay. Um, Flint, do you still have that fishing pole? And Macecar, open that lever. Um, and I want to be lower down in and I'll pull out our weapons with, uh, I'll be lowered by the fishing pole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, got, I got 14 on my strength. Okay, so Macecor throws the lever, and the grate slowly starts to open up. Uh, You might might all need to hold me on this, but uh, (laughs) I'll go down in and retrieve our weapons. I can do it myself. I'm much smaller. Send me. I only weigh 35 pounds. Can you carry carry all of those things? I'm very strong. I'm just little. (laughs) Okay, let's tie uh, tie Genril to our fishing pole. All right, I tie Genriel. Do I need to do anything for that, or can I just? Um, let's just uh, give me give me a strength check, and Genriel, <laughs> um, Genriel, you can do. Um, I guess give me an athletics check to see how oh. how many trips <laughs> it takes you to uh, get all the things up. Wait, I needed a strength check. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got a three. <laughs> do Do you need some help there, Flint? I'm this big, Flint. I'm li- literally this big. <laughs> uh... I'm tired from the battle. Give me a break. And then I do what are, mine's an athletic? Yeah, to see how many weapons you can hold at once. And okay. I got a 22 to help uh, Flint with strength. <laughs> okay, we'll I, say I got a an uh, eight and eight okay, for so, athletics. So we'll say that um, as Flint goes to lower Genril down into this this pit he is his feet slip and he's kind of losing his grip <laughs> luckily felosio grabs him by the belt and just like holds <laughs> him there so she's angering right. him <laughs> while he, he lowers general down with this uh, rod and reel 
and she's just dangling. She manages to come up with like a handful of items, but she has to go up and down about 10 times to get all of it. Um, and once she finishes, you have a pile of all of your favorite items uh, all mixed up together. And uh, yeah, and you pull her out of the, the hole. Is there anything new with it? I'm a medieval claw machine. I think I think that I did it myself because I don't realize that Felicia <laughs> was behind me the whole time. Yeah. You're welcome, Genriel. Mm-hmm. That's how a dwarf does it. Felicia <laughs> just rolls her eyes. Yeah. Once again, a man taking credit for yeah, what the women right. are doing. That's how us men do, us dwarven men. Yes. Take notes, team. <laughs> you misogynistic little pig. <laughs> I want my fishing pole back and I just strap it to my back. <laughs> oh, what a what a useful random item. <laughs> um, is there anything, uh, any new weapons that she brought up with her? Um, no, she doesn't bring up anything new. All, basically, the entire makeup of this creature was just rusted out pieces of iron and steel. Um, none of it now looks like it it probably has been anything functional in quite a while. So it just, it almost like crumbles to dust, like rusted and, uh, yeah, like old farm equipment or something. Um, but yeah, for a minute there, it was pretty functional. (laughs) Nice. Okay. All right. So we, we, we like divvy out all of our stuff and put our fairy lights back on and give Branthos the finger and, uh, and don't forget, my shield has is lighting up from all the electricity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I and forgot I say, that was still happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I turned to Brent. I had Earth. such a good move. If he wasn't dead, I was ready. I was ready with You're a great ready move. ready to kill him. I, all right. I so, to Branthos and say, don't ever, don't ever touch my boar again. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, lad. I thought that I could speed things up a bit. Uh, watch yourself there. Noted. Noted. <laughs> Does does anyone have any healing they could hand out? Mm. I, as a I matter of fact, that. I do. <laughs> so, um, Br- uh, when you say that, um, Branthos says, "I reckon we should probably take a quick rest here, anyways." But here, everybody, take a swig of this, and he passes around his personal flask, which has a uh, a cherry uh, a cherry liqueur, very much better than the, the disgusting one that we found in the bar. Um, but it's an old dwarven recipe and it's going to heal each of you for two D six. Um, so if you could go ahead and roll that and, uh, we have to figure out which one, hang on, hang on. We, we individually roll it. Yep. You can roll your own and, uh, just add that to your HP. It's okay. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, Do we need to tell you that or no? Enril, do you have any healing? I do, my loves. I do. Hang on, I just have. I'm pulling it. I'm pulling it back up. So I do. So I tell you the right thing. Because we like just got here, we wouldn't be doing a long rest or anything yet. No, but Bran. Bran is an old guy, and he uh, he's like exhausted from this battle. So we could do a short rest. Yeah, that's what he's proposing. Okay. Uh, I can, yeah, I'll heal myself with a short rest so we don't have to burn a spell slot. Oh, I can, I, I have a good one if you want, if any, does anybody else want? Wait, how, how do you, how many? I have a prayer, I have a prayer for healing, which when I cast six creatures of my choice, get, regain hit points to 2d8 plus my skill, spell casting modifier, which is six. So. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. I think we should save it though if we can do a short rest here. 
Okay. How much do we get? Do we get back anything for a short rest? So for a short rest, you can roll as many of your hit die oh, as you would like. Okay. So your sheet should tell you how many you have and what kind. Yeah. Right. Which one's hit die? Just do that. So that should be in the uh, middle of your first page. I'm gonna pop uh, or take off my cloak and make it into a tent um, and lay under it to get extra healing. Does that mean you roll six of your? I'm sorry to be a dumb dumb. Six of your dice. So, so you should have a number of dice listed. How many does it say you have? Six. Okay, so you can roll up to six of those dice. Um, you have to keep track of how many you have left, though, in that day. So, like, uh, if you have six, what's what kind of die do you have? Um, I have um, the... Uh... No, on your sheet, I mean. Um... Oh! <laughs> uh, where is that? So it should be right there in the middle next to hit die. Yeah, it's a box that says hit die, and it should say D something. D8. Okay, so that means that you could roll up to um, up to six times a day. You can roll a D8 during a short rest and recover that many hit points. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. Thank you. Thank so, you. So I use two of mine plus an extra one I get to bring myself back up to full health. So if we took a short rest again, I could still use four. Got it. Them. Got it. Okay. Alrighty. So I can, okie doke. So I can roll this a couple times to get back up to my original number. Is that the point? Yeah. If you want to. And I'm ready to move on when everyone else Base is. Core, how's your rest going? Are you all right? Uh, I used one die and I'm back to full health. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I used two there, so I got three left. Nice, yeah. nice. So we're good. How many do you have left? Four. Uh, I have three left. I only have five hit die. Oh, you total, should have six. So. Uh, I think oh, you really? probably just missed that when we leveled up. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I have four left. Nice. So. Perfect. So we have all of our weapons back, right? Yep. You fished them all out of the hole. Sweet. Nice. I, I need to buy new rope and or find new rope. Yeah, the rope was clutch. Oh, yeah, I guess it burned up. Yeah, I use that for, like, I saved us with the horses with that, and well, I feel like the, I use it a lot, so. The good thing is I will say that your uh, your fishing pole has 50 feet of line on it. Um, it's not going to be as okay. strong as a rope, but it could hold up to, like, 50 pounds maybe, so. And Felosiel can use that throughout, like, now that's in her. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, like, strapped across my back. I just have this big bamboo pole right beside my longsword. In case we get hungry, too, we can just yeah. go fishing. Or, yeah, or if you need to um, trout. Like, tie, you have to tie, like, a, ra- a rugged-looking bundle onto it so you can go ride on the trains and be a hobo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> Hold it over your shoulder with a, with a polka dot bag on uh-huh. the back. <laughs> yeah. Genril, the ragged-looking bundle. <laughs> Yes, yeah. I'm the record looking, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Function, what's your function? Um. <laughs> all right. So um, as you all, uh, as you all kind of take this break and you enjoy a little bit of uh, Branthos's private reserve and each of you maybe like has, has a quick bite and, and some water and just takes a breather. Um, Branthos kind of like pokes around a little bit because he feels like he's in a section that uh, now that there's not imminent danger, he actually recognizes some of the uh, the area sort of from maps and, and stories and, and maybe one or two trips when he was very young into this part of the mine. And so he says, uh, as you sort of finish up this rest, you hear Bran calling from a corridor just ahead of you around the curving, sloping road. He says, Oi, over here. And he's pointing 
down a fairly wide chamber, uh, a fairly wide corridor to the right of the main road. Um, and you see a set of shining metal tracks leading into that section of, of the city. Um, and you can see that the ceiling opens up and it sort of becomes this, once again, this very ornate, huge carved out section of the mountain. Um, and what you see inside of this opening is a large glass building um, that is, uh, it's sitting in a giant opening about uh, the size of which is hard to tell in the dark. Um, but, but he says, this must be the central transfer station. The trains used to run out of here. Maybe they still work and we won't have to go it on foot. And you see this scene. So there is sort of this, uh, it's dark though. Imagine this is all dark. Um, but you uh, see... does, it, does it matter if we can see in the dark? Uh, well, you can see a little bit more of it right away, but um, you're, you sense that you're in sort of a cavernous space um, and you can see that there's some light coming from above this building and, and illuminating these glass panels. Um, and it looks like natural outdoor light. And Branthos tells you that there are skylights carved into most of the bigger chambers in the mountain. And so that's actually light from the outside that you're seeing. And uh, yeah, you can make out that you were inside of what is what appears to be a giant uh, transportation hub of some sort. Um, and that is where you are. And give me a, give me a, a perception check as a group. Everybody roll one and let's see what you all notice. 20. I got a 9. 13. 12. That's a pretty good average. So you all notice that there aren't really uh, trains or anything that looks like it could run except for one. And there is one sort of machine-looking thing. I don't know if your characters have ever seen trains or anything like that. That might be like a little too modern technology. Um, But this is sort of like a gigantic machine, but it looks like it was dwarven made and like it still probably does what it's supposed to unlike the thing that confronted you in the corridor uh shortly before this um and you see that there are some like some tracks that have just like gigantic mine carts and things on them but none of them appear to have any kind of capability to move on their own um except for this one that's sitting on a central track in this giant building Welcome to this week's mid-roll. You may have noticed that this week's episode is a little shorter, but that's just the way the game went, and it had a good stopping place there. Since you're listening, take a quick moment to subscribe, download, rate, and review our podcast. Go ahead. It only takes a few seconds, but it makes a huge difference in our visibility and allows others to discover us easier. You can also tell your friends to help spread the word. We also just hit 500 Twitter followers this week and look forward to getting to 600 and beyond, so thank you for following us. If you don't follow us, you can find our contact for all of our social media in the show notes. That's about it, so let's get back to the episode.
the low seal is definitely not trusting any of this stuff because a bunch of this stuff is new to her since she's lived kind of a nomadic life. Uh, so she kind of thinks it's going to come alive and is very cautious. Ranthos, what are these things? Also, what was that thing we just beat? <laughs> uh, I tell you, lad, I don't really know what that thing was, but I can tell you a little bit about these. As you know, I'm a hermit, and uh, as a hermit, I have some pretty weird hobbies, and one of those was collecting model cog railways just like these. They used to make... The, the dwarves had this system of railways underneath the mountain here, and they would travel all the way to the bottom levels and all the way to the top without having to walk because these engines ran on some sort of energy, uh, like an electric energy. Flint, have you heard of these as well? Why didn't I ever hear about this? <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Uh, well, lad, I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, but I believe you left home at the age of 12 before you could even read. Oh, you watch your mouth. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he kind of walks over to this one intact engine car. Um, and he says, I think if we can get it running, it would be a lot quicker than having to walk all the way to the bottom levels. Cause Flint, I believe you said that's where we're headed, right? You're damn right. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go up and try to start pushing it, thinking that's how he wants us to get it going. <laughs> Okay. How do, uh, Bronthos, how do we know that that's where it's going? Well, I believe that there's a navigation system inside of these. A what? Well, you know, you can kind of push some buttons and dials and whatnot and pull levers, just like we did in the, in the tunnel back there. And, you know, with any luck, it'll take us in the right direction, at least for a while. Should we try it? Uh, I'm still just at the back of it, pushing it. Gendro, you're... you're... Your shield has electric energy in it, doesn't it? It does. Yes, it does. Let's uh, let's hop on in and let's give this puppy a try. <laughs> let's go. Okay, so you, um, General and Mace Corps, you see that there's like a little ladder you can climb up to get into the front of this boxy-looking vehicle. Um, and when you get inside, you see this panel that has uh, some, uh, imagine this all being like steampunk, right? So it's like- Gears and levers you know, and stuff. It's more like- Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft exactly. It's all like- yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all like metallic levers and uh, like even just like metal buttons and switches and things like that. Um, you know, very like Frankenstein's monster type switches, like where you throw them and you see sparks. Um, right. And uh, yeah, so that's what you see in front of you when you go into the control room. Um, and Bran is slowly walking toward the back of it and sees Felosio trying to push it. And he says, I last, this isn't how you get it going. We need to find the, the on switch. I got a 22 for strength. Are you sure? Are you sure this isn't how it goes? <laughs> Pretty sure. I think that you'll be a little more comfortable on the inside than out uh, there. I... <laughs> Felosio, these are iron horses. You have to get in them. <laughs> I'll, I guess I'm just gonna like shoulder slump, like climb up and get into it and just like, I don't know, maybe try to climb on top of it. Um, so as you climb into this thing, um, you could climb up like the very back. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. So you could like get up on top of the back car. Um, and Branthos kind of like goes up to the side of that one and he says, 
Nah, lassie, come on. You want you'll want to be inside. Trust me, they made these things pretty luxurious. Um, and he opens the side door to the passenger car behind the engine. Um, and he kind of like makes his way slowly toward the front where Genril and Mace Core are. Flint, what are you doing? Um I'm confused. I'm just standing outside. <laughs> I feel like Flint was helping me push it at one point. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> Flint's walking around just kicking it. <laughs> yeah. Like the just... tires of a car. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't add up. Something here doesn't add up. I just keep knocking on it and putting my ear up to it and trying to figure out what the hell it is. <laughs> nice. So Flint's, Flint's just like inspecting the outside. He like, you. He yeah. like licks like uh, one of the rails or something. Yeah. Uh, um, he's scratching his head. <laughs> yeah. I got a funny taste here. I don't like this. Branthos. <laughs> uh, Branthos actually uh, hops back off of the train and walks over to the platform and uh, you see him throw a large switch over there and actually some uh, sort of flickering electric lights turn on inside of this station. Um, mm. And he says, well, if this still has power, perhaps perhaps we can get it, uh, get this train moving again. When the lights come on, I'm going to pull out my shield and flail ready to attack. <laughs> All right. Velocial's at the ready. <laughs> wow, Brantos, this is amazing. I know, I'm blowing your mind, aren't I? <laughs> Wait till you see the internet. <laughs> <laughs> have, you heard of Q- have you heard of QAnon? <laughs> is, yes, this is where they're from. <laughs> is, is the internet a new kind of god? <laughs> it's a Talos. All right, all, all right, you ingrates. Listen up. Uh-huh. Let's. I don't want any of you to die, and it seems like you're all going to if I don't hold your hands a bit on this. So let's uh, let's all go up to the engine car here and see if we can get this thing started. And he uh, he like sort of directs everybody up to the engine car, and you're all standing in front of this panel now. Um, so what do you want to do? I want to push a button. All right, Velocio push. pushes a button. You're so impulsive. Should, should I roll for which button I push or anything? Uh, which Gen- one are you? Genreal, smack so, her hand away from one of the buttons. There's so let's say that it's just like it shows in the picture here. There are six buttons. We'll call the switches at the bottom. We'll call them buttons, and then okay. there are six, there are four dials above that, and a button next to them. Um, I hit a button number two, and switch number two, and there's another one. Uh, there well, so you do that and uh, nothing happens. Okay. Uh, then I slam my shield down on all of them. <laughs> uh, and you hit all of them and nothing happens. Okay. I'll just I'm gonna back up now. Can I do an investigation of the engine room? Sure. See if there's something missing or. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Investigation is. I don't get anything on that. Well, I got a four, so I'm not going to help. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you look around, and unfortunately, your mechanical know-how uh, does not nearly match up with what you're seeing. Um, you really only manage to confuse yourself uh, even further. Um, can I do a detect magic? Sure. Okay. I'm going to cast detect magic. That is, uh, for the duration, you sense a presence of magic within 30 feet of you. I can learn the school of magic that it comes from. So you don't see anything besides some of your group 
magical items um, that you've seen glowing in the past. Okay. Um, yeah, nothing in this engine seems to be magic. There appears to be some sort of physical situation that causes it to move rather than magical. Well, Francis. I... Oh, go ahead. Oh. Well, it's not magical, and hitting it didn't seem to do anything, so I'm out of ideas. Rathos, have you ever driven one of these before? I never. I, I've driven just the little model ones. <laughs> Guys, is there a power switch somewhere? I can't find it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I say, I, I, I think it's voice command. Onward! Uh, move! <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't move. <laughs> On! It's, I just keep yelling random commands. Is, and... is there like a seat in there that I can sit down on? Uh, yeah, there's there's two seats actually in this engine car. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna take a seat. And, um, <laughs> All right, so Felicia sits down in one of the seats. Is there? I have. Can I try to use my perception to like figure out which button to push? Like, is that a? Could that pull? You could do like a almost like common sense, like wisdom perception. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it would be almost. Insight? Yeah, I have insight. a really high let's, insight. Let's do insight okay. or history, either one. Okay, I'm going to do insight because I have a, a lot of it, apparently. Uh, okay. we, um, we could go faster if we just went on foot at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got a 21 in insight. So you can sense, Genril, that this thing is actually in working order, but the, mm. the sort of like spark to light the engine is missing. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Mace just- Core, you, Mace Core, you might've been right about my shield. So just looking at the uh, the dials and stuff, you have the feeling that you may not be able to spark it from like on this panel and in this car, like where the driver sits. Um, so that's, yeah, you kind of gather that maybe you're barking up the wrong tree with all these buttons and stuff at the moment. Okay, so- Wait, we saw all that coal catch on fire. Maybe that is the stuff we need to like somehow get that into this to make it work. Anyone? Not a bad idea. Uh, Branthos <laughs> is going to chime in, and he says, "I uh, yes, I believe that these were all uh, were all coal fired. Did anyone see a, a furnace or anything? We should go look. Can we investigate to see if we there's a furnace somewhere? Yeah, uh, Flint, give me an investigation um, right. and see if you like see a furnace room or anything around there. Can I just ignite a flame in my hand? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got a, I'm gonna do a that. Nine for mine. A nine. Well, so Flint, you don't recognize anything in particular, but you kind of walk a lap all the way to the back of the train. And it doesn't look like the back of the train is going to have anything that's going to help, but um, there's several compartments before you get to the actual pilot's uh, station in this thing that you think might be promising. There's a couple compartments over here. We should check it out. Let's open one up. All right, so you open one up, and the first one you open up, uh, there's a dusty old pair of coveralls and uh, Mm -hmm. like a classic train engineer's hat. Um, as well as a wooden train whistle. Um, and uh, the, the coveralls say uh, Bobby. Can, uh, how big are they? Can I pull them on? <laughs> they are about, they are for someone who is about four foot eight. I say perfect. <laughs> I slap them on. <laughs> I, 
I think plain jackets. This should like this should be part. This should be part of your mural. You should be wearing your overalls, riding your horse. I, I wanted those. Can I have the whistle, please? Uh, of course. <laughs> That's up to you. That's up to Flint. Oh, it fits like a glove. Lay off. <laughs> I want it all. Uh, uh, I'm gonna try to wrestle the whistle out of his hand. Okay. <laughs> uh, give me a strength contest between the two of you. How dare you! All right. Uh, dirty oh. 20. Oh, you son of a... <laughs> I, I got an eight. An eight? Uh, yeah, Felosio <laughs> manages, uh, manages to steal the whistle and hold it above... You're just... Yeah, you're I'm going to hold it up high <laughs> so you have to jump for it. I just kick her in the shin and run away. <laughs> in your adorable new overalls. Yeah, in my overalls. And in I your feel coveralls. Like, in your coveralls, Bobby. I feel like a big little guy down there with my overalls on. <laughs> I'm just going to blow the whistle as he runs You know away. I look good in these overalls. <laughs> uh, Felosial, give me... Uh, actually, you're blowing the whistle? Yeah. All right, so as you blow this whistle, the lights inside of the train flicker to life for just a moment. Oh, I I don't think I make the connection. Yeah, I don't th- I don't know if you even notice if you're like kind of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, Felosial, do that again. Uh, do what again? And I like hold oh, it over Flint's head, thinking that's what you want me to do. Blow <laughs> the whistle. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> oh, actually, give me a performance check. There we go. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty good. Hold on. Um, 12. Um, So you blow it just long enough to see that it seems like you can kind of spark the energy of this thing with this whistle. There's some connection between the whistle Mm. and the train. Ooh. Let's take it back up to the front. Okay. Maybe. Uh, So you take the the whistle up to the front. uh, Should I blow it again? (laughs) I say, let me know if you want me to crank anything. Should I blow Flint's whistle again? Uh, <laughs> Quit blowing my whistle. Uh, I did make it better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lad. Laddie, stop trying to crank that thing and get up here. Look how red my face just got. Uh, <laughs> such a baby. I, uh, I blew it again for, for nine. <laughs> um all right uh so you blow this whistle and you see that when you blow it some of the dials and buttons sort of come to life for just a moment like uh you can just tell that there's like some kind of energy going to this panel now when you blow this whistle Mm. so if we blow the whistle and then hit one of the the buttons on there maybe it'll do something or to life yeah Blow and crank. Here we go. <laughs> Every time I get myself calm down. Pelosio uh, <laughs> blows for 12. All right. And uh, uh, Flint, give and, me a crank Flint, check. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. a crank check. What, what was that? I need some Gatorade. <laughs> All right. I got a 12 on that. <laughs> okay. So uh, finally, with the combination of blowing and cranking, Pelosio <laughs> and Flint. Uh, Felicio blows the whistle and then Flint cranks a large lever on, on the panel and you hear you hear as the train's engine whirs to life. Yes. Oh, thank God. 
and uh, the lights are now on uh, they're stable and they're on in this train um, and so you all have managed to start the train and Branthos says uh, that he thinks he can probably pilot this thing at least well enough to get you going um, but he also says we might want to be ready to jump at any time Pelosi <laughs> loves that she loves that uh, I'm I'm just very tired from all this bl- blowing. I'm just, I keep you, you blew a lot. Uh, so let me just uh, let me just describe the train a little bit more. Um, so you the the steam engine at the front is not real ornate, um, and there's sort of like this cabin where uh, obviously the conductor's equipment was kept, and that's where you found this whistle that seems to play an intricate part in the train moving. Um, and you also uh, have the controls up there. Um, and there seem to be a couple of controls that can choose, like, you know, whether to take a switch path or not, um, to speed up, to slow down. And now that it's started, it seems like it's just staying on. You're not really sure how that's powering itself, um, but it is staying on. And the second car is a very nice passenger car. Um, and you can see that the dwarves obviously had some very. Uh, elegant taste uh it's it's very well appointed it's a little bit dusty but it's it looks like it's almost been hermetically sealed for however long this place has been shut down because it's really in good shape and uh yeah the the rail cars were extremely ornate and luxurious and uh let's see can we investigate for stuff just anything they left behind yeah sure um give a i guess give an investigation for stuff i'm gonna are there like seats there like couches um i mean there are some booth seats yeah okay i'm gonna i'm specifically gonna check in like the cracks and stuff and see if anyone dropped like money or something important in there okay can we all do an investigation check yeah you can each investigate something different if you want you're oh, just going to nice. ransack this beautiful train car. I'm going to look at some of these bottom of the chairs. You never know what you're going to find down there. So I got a dirty 20 on an investigation of the booth seats. All right. All you find, um, Felosial, is some old peanut shells and a bottle cap. I'm going to keep them all. <laughs> all right. I got an all eight. Right. Uh, Macecore, you find a very inappropriate word written on the bottom of one of the chairs, and that's all that you find. <laughs> Um, I got a natural 20, so I got 27, and I'm going to stand up on one of these chairs and check, like, above. Like, I'm going to try and reach up and see what I can see. Like, into the luggage compartment area? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to see what I can find up there. Um, so, let's see. Hold on. How did I not even find a copper piece in those seats? Um, all right, so. Just your luck. (laughs) Flint, you climb up, and, uh, you're kind of, like, pawing around in these luggage compartments, and you find... Uh, a bunch of spare change that adds up to one gold piece. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> nice. And I, I, I snap my overalls and look at and <laughs> wink at everybody and act like a big, a big shot. <laughs> Got his thumbs hooked in there. <laughs> That's how you do it. and i got a 19 and i wanted to investigate i think it looks like there's a cabinet over the bar little uh, couch chairs yes yeah um so you look in there and you find uh what you find is half of a sandwich wrapped in plastic um it appears to at some point have been egg salad 
Oh, oh, my. I bet that aged well. Are, are, you, are, are you going to keep that? No, you're welcome to. Okay, I'm going to yeah. take that. Give me half. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm not wasting my healing magic on your food poisoning. Uh, uh, okay, I, I'll split it with Flint. All right, so while you all are sort of searching around this car, Branthos has uh, made his way back to the uh, the engineer's cabin and uh you feel the train slowly start to move and branthos uh had sort of discussed with you that the goal is to drive this thing into some of the lower levels and hopefully keep it intact so that you can get back out of the mountain without having to climb up several miles of of roads um and and so you see the train starts to move and that the cave is uh or the the city rather is largely dark and um, as you descend lower and lower into it, you can still see there are places where there are great skylights that open above to the sky above the mountain and allow some light in. And most of the city that you can see looks like a rundown ghost town. And on the ride down into the city, you pass through a tunnel and you hear a few thuds on the roof of the train. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. And suddenly the rear door of the train bursts open and oh boy. a mechanized... Uh, a mechanized machine. I wrote mechanized machine. Let me let me rephrase this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are a just a stunner with the words a, there. I, I'm the Shakespeare of my generation. Um, you really are. Oh, God. So let me let me rephrase this. Hold on. A mechanized machine. <laughs> okay. Suddenly, the rear door of the train bursts open, and some sort of humanoid machine walks through and comes to a stop at the rear of the car, and. That's where we'll wrap it up. Cool. They're after me, lucky charms. God, I I love that Irish accent. I think that's great. Yeah, I'm trying.